Relief. Relief from affordable health care. You don't dumb. need it. You don't want it. It's crazy. Unhealthy <sighs> care for all. Why? No Why? It's too vague. <sighs> what does it all mean? The Trans-Pacific okay. Partnership for <clears throat> Like those people? They're indecisive, confusing. Right, what is it I'm grabbing? I'd like to know. The pipelines are back online. I've never met a pipe I didn't like. And we're going to get that oil from the North Pole okay. one way or another. Who's with me? Got to record an intro. Actually, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go out here. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 33 of the Yoki Show Show. How's it going, 2017? February? It's been like a month and a half. Wait a minute. Yeah, month and a half. Wait, no. What day is it? Shit. I don't even know. Guys, this is going to be kind of a cool episode. And, um... So, in the last episode, I was like, hey, send us your scripts. We will, like, dramatize them and perform them. And then I realized that's basically what we did this entire episode. So, sorry, that's going to come in the next episode. But you should submit your uh, comedy scripts. Try to keep them to, like, two to three pages. Keep in mind that it's an audio podcast that we'd be performing on. We would plug the crap out of you. And who knows? Maybe somebody would listen and be like, that's really funny. And then, like contact you and actually get it made so uh today what we're doing is basically kind of an extended version of what i've done for a long time called table read tuesday this is where we get a bunch of friends together we get a bunch of scripts together from a a single sitcom and then we read the script performing it and it's always a lot of fun but we've never done it like a big live show before so this time we went to the uh, district house in the plaza district Got on stage, got a bunch of stand-up comedians together, a bunch of actors together, and we did a live table read of Scrubs, the pilot episode. And it was freaking fun. So, hope you guys enjoy. Just to let you know, the very beginning of this uh, kind of starts off weird because there was a little technical blurp. So we just kind of like dive right into my, my bringing people up onto the stage. So, just imagine that it's totally seamless and flawless. But I hope you guys really, really enjoy this. We're going to do this more often. And, um, and yeah, so let's just dive right into it. This is episode 33 of the Yoki Show Show. Finder details of navigating Oklahoma's film and music industries. I'm Brian. I'm Kelly. And we are doing a live table read of the pilot episode of Scrubs tonight. We've got a bunch of awesome people that are going to be up here. And uh, I'm super excited because this is not just the pilot that you actually get to see on Netflix. It, this is the pitch script that we're reading. Right, which is they're always a little different, right? You it's know a little different. There's an N-word in it. Yep, that's, yep, that's thing a thing that's happening. So, yeah. I, I don't get to read that. That would be Leron that gets to read that. Yay! <laughs> here for you guys. <laughs> You're our designated N-word reader? <laughs> that sounded one. terrible. Only one time. <laughs> Wait a second! <laughs> Came out <laughs> all wrong. What kind of show is this? <laughs> so uh, let's just uh, let's just dive right into it, shall we? Yeah. So I'm gonna get my uh, my fancy walking up music. Okay, that works. Boogie Patrol. That's what this one's called. Yeah. All right, everybody, please welcome to this stage. First of all, we have Elliot Reed, Miss Kelly Lawson. Reading for Dr. Kelso will be Mr. Ben Hall, actor of the stage and screen. Come on down, sir. Reading for Dr. Cox, we have comedian Brad Chad Porter. Reading for the role of JD, we have Mr. Spencer Hicks, who opened for Dave Chappelle, you bastard. What? <laughs> Reading for the role of Turk, we have Mr. Laurent Chapman, who is also the writer and director of the upcoming feature film, You People. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be freaking awesome. Reading for the role of Carla Espinosa, we have Miss Danny Marie. And then we have two wild cards. We have, uh, he's going to be reading for the role of Ted the Lawyer, Boy the Todd, Miss Pratt's patient and Nurse Roberts. Everybody welcome to the stage, Mr. Alex Sanchez. And finally, and last but not least, reading for the role of the janitor, 
Nurse Curity, Jeffrey, Old Woman, Mr. Bursky, Billy, and the Pizza Guy. Please welcome to the stage, Miss Julie Drake. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Going good. Doing well. Doing well today. Good. All right. So, have y'all ever done a table read before? No. No? How many no. of y'all, this is your first actual table read? Live, yes. yes. Live? <laughs> yeah, live. We've live. read scripts before, yes. but uh, this will be a little bit different. So, oh, and by the way, uh, apparently we're stealing material. I don't know if you guys caught that note. I got in like this weird online brawl with some comic that was accusing us of stealing material. Guys, I didn't write this. Let's just make that clear. I did not, I'm not Bill Lawrence. Are you sure, I am Brian? Bill Lawrence. I'm not. I did write this. Pull my mask off. I am off. Bill Lawrence, and I did write this. Did you hear about this? And I am suing. So, okay, um, I'm going to be reading all the narration, which means I'm going to be very hoarse by the end of all this. So uh, you guys want to just dive right into it? Yes. Okay, uh, real quick Check again, in. just Check to reiterate. Everybody introduce your characters. We'll start with you, madam, and we'll go down this way. Yes, I, I will be playing Elliot Reed. All right. I'll be playing Dr. Kelso. Uh, I'll be playing Dr. Cox. God. God. <laughs> I'll be playing Dr. Cox. <laughs> I'll be JD. Is my mic on? Is it on? I don't know. I'll be JD. Spencer's mic isn't on. Is it? I can just use Brad's. <laughs> you guys just share. There we go. He doesn't need it that much anyway. Yeah, y'all just project. What? What? All right. I'll be playing Turk. I'll be playing Carla. Uh, I'm playing Lawyer Ted, Boy, <laughs> the U2 album, uh, Todd, Ms. Pratt, Patient, and Nurse Roberts. Am I leaning in far enough? I don't... I feel like you're not leaning in far enough. You don't enough. think I'm leaning in? Yeah, is it... Push really? I know. Yeah, this is... A, everybody be sure to uh, thank to Jojo McNeil on the back later. because he's dealing with nine channels yeah, right now. Yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah, thank, yep. thank you. <laughs> sweet. You can, I think you can pull your mics forward a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah, if you need to. Eat those mics. Eat the mics. And then, Julie, who are you reading for? I am the janitor, Nurse Kearney, Jeffrey, old woman, Mr. Bursky, Billy, and the pizza guy. Perfect. <laughs> nice. All righty. Let's dive right into it. So we open interior cold open bedroom morning. As the clock turns to 6 a.m., the alarm goes off. John Dorian, J.D., to his friends, immediately reaches out and turns it off. JD is 25, boyishly handsome, self-deprecatingly funny, likable, and would probably be more self-confident if he realized any of that. As he gets out of bed, we hear his voiceover. Since I was 11 years old, I've been able to sleep through anything. Storms, earthquakes, my girlfriend yelling at me to open the door, we're through. You name it. Cut to interior bedroom. We see JD enter and start to undress. Last night, I didn't sleep. J.D. is now in front of the mirror, towel around his waist, shaving cream in one hand. I guess I get a little goofy when I'm nervous. Cut to J.D. in a towel in front of the mirror, his body and face covered in shaving cream as if it were war paint. You see, today isn't just any other day. Angle on J.D.'s hand as he turns on the radio. Cut to pull back to see J.D. now dressed in hospital scrubs, looking at himself in the mirror. It's my first day. I can't do this on my own. I know I'm no Superman. Got it, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Got to the exterior of Sacred Heart Hospital moments later. The music still plays as JD walks towards the entrance. The hospital itself is so old and depressing that it probably can't even remember its better days. And four years of pre-med, four years of med school, and hundreds of thousands of dollars in unpaid loans have finally made me realize one important thing. Interior ER admissions, J.D. casually enters through a sliding glass door. What he sees is akin to being dropped in Vietnam. Patients are whisked by, children crying. This is a real hospital with much commotion. As J.D. takes this in, a frantic nurse appears, surprising him. Good. Could you go drop in and drop an NG tube on the patient in 234 and call the attending if the lavage is positive? Sure. I don't know Jack. <laughs> As J.D. stands there, clueless, end of cold open. And I guess that's when the actual theme music is starting, yeah. right? We so, preemptive theme music. Got excited. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll just sing the theme music every single time there's a break. I'd love that. So, back from commercial. JD still stands next to the nurse. So, this is my story. Uh, I'm supposed to be up in intensive care. Good. We just turfed him there. We transferred him to ICU. 
Was this before you turfed him? That's what turfing means. I know that. I'm just having some fun with you. Woohoo! <laughs> the nurse <laughs> stares at him skeptically. Look, I got into medicine because I always wanted to help people, but orientation yesterday didn't really focus on patient care. Uh, cut to interior conference room the day before the hospital lawyer drones in drones on in front of a room filled with soon-to-be interns. On the chalkboard, he's written the word lawsuits and drawn an X through it. The hospital doesn't want to be sued. You don't want to be sued. Let's be honest. No one likes being sued. Being sued is not a good thing. JD sits next to Chris Turk, 25, black, handsome, with the quiet confidence of a man who can't be flustered. Turk and JD speak with the familiarity of old friends. Turk, you know how I'm totally down with rap music. Dude, be wider. <laughs> we, we freeze frame on Turk. Chris Turk is my best friend. We roomed together in college. Got to exterior day two shot of Turk and JD with mullet and flap top when they were in college freshmen. William and Mary, William and Mary sweatshirt, etc. Got to exterior day two shot of Turk and JD in med school in similar pose. We roomed together in med school. Got to a two shot of JD and Turk six weeks ago. Hell, we even got accepted by the same hospital. JD and Turk hold envelopes, celebrating their acceptance. They hug, then part, both extremely uncomfortable. Back to freeze frame of Turk. Interior conference room continuous. Back on freeze frame of Turk reacting, then... Here's the thing. Tupac, DMX, Dr. Dre. In most of their songs, these artists use an extremely volatile word. Nigger. Yes, I'm aware of that. There it is. We just earned an R rating. Congratulations. (laughs) My question is this. If we're both singing along... And knowing that otherwise I'd never use the word, am I allowed to say... No. But what if... No. See, that's good to know. <laughs> Angle on the lawyer, who is now written on the chalkboard, alcohol plus surgery equals no-no. He underlines no-no. Finally, doctors, if you make a mistake, call me. Please, don't admit it to the patient or the patient's family, especially if there's a death involved. Of course, if the patient is deceased, you can feel free to tell him or her anything you want. (laughs) The lawyer laughs. No one else does. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, I found us an apartment. JD is interrupted by Chief of Medicine Robert Kelso, 56. He is a kind-looking man with loads of aw shucks charm. Listen up, gang. I'm Dr. Bob Kelso, and I'm your Chief of Medicine. We've got some exciting times ahead, gang, so I want you to think of me as your safety net. Because I promise you, we are a family here. Now, I bought pizza in case you'd like to stick around and touch base with your fellow interns. Go get them, doctors. Cut to inside a penthouse moments later. The penthouse is a room with a few ratty couches, an old TV, a small table, and an old Pac-Man video game currently in use. JD and Turk eat pizza and watch. Can I sing Black Magic Woman? You can hum it. (laughs) So the surgical interns are going to go grab a beer. The medical interns are having a Pac-Man tournament. Apparently, we're all 12. I love Pac-Man. The guys turn to see Elliot Reed, 26, an attractive, extremely driven young woman. So much so that she seems to live at a slightly quicker pace than normal humans. She's also the type of girl that could make the world stop if she let her hair down, and it's down right now. Uh, Me too. I love playing it. I love watching it played. I just love it. I'm Elliot. Elliot. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) I'm JD. This is Turk. So, Elliot, you medical or surgery? Time slows. JD and Turk look at each other, then back to Elliot. Finally, medical. As Turk reacts, and we hear Pac-Man die. Cut to interior corridor moments later. JD and Elliot walk up to the ICU. Elliot gradually increases the pace. So, every male in my family is a doctor. My dad, my granddad, my brother. Guess that's why my dad gave me a guy's name. Made me play sports, date girls. I'm joking. (laughs) I know, I would have laughed if you had paused. Good. It was funny. So, Turk's cute. If she likes Turk, so be it. He's getting married. Anyway, I got better board scores than my gramps, my dad, and my stupid brother. I know what you're thinking. Your butt looks like two Pringles next to each other? (laughs) No, you don't. Got the interior stairwell continuous. The whole having to be the best thing is hyper-competitive. I mean, used to be a big problem for me, used to, past tense. Hey, are we racing? Elliot gives him an are-you-crazy look, and then... Yes. She takes off up the stairs. JD races after her. Cut to interior hallway continuous. In JD's fantasy, he now wears a marathoner's outfit. 
He runs past doctors and nurses, even takes a cup of coffee from one and pours it over his own head. Finally, at the ICU ward, J.D. passes Elliot and breaks the finish line tape first. A woman in a walker comes in third. <laughs> Cut to interior ICU nurses station. Back to reality, J.D. bends over, gasps for breath. Elliot is not the least bit tired. So, you do a lot of cardio? Too tired to speak, J.D. mouths, yes. Second-year resident Jeffrey Stedman, 29, enters. He is truly a weasel. Elliot Reed and John Dorian. Great. One, I am your resident, Dr. Jeffrey Stedman, not Jeff. Two, here are your manuals. He hands them both an intern manual, universal text of basic procedures given to all interns. These can answer any basic questions you have, so don't bother me ever, okay? Three, don't be a moron and open your manual up in front of a patient. Four. You ever notice how quickly some people make an impression? Notes. In the following dialogue, what we hear does not match Jeffrey's mouth movements. It just It's just what JD hears. I'm a tool, I'm a tool, I'm a tool, 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 unbelievably annoying tool. Yeah. Finally, these are your beepers. From now on, these control your life, okay? JD stares at the beeper in his hand. It goes off. Match cut to interior ER admissions. JD is where we left him earlier, next to the same nurse staring at his beeper. Sorry, gotta go. Interior hallway moments later, JD catches up to nurse Carla Espinoza, who is pushing an older patient quickly down the hall on a gurney. She's Hispanic, 30-ish, painfully frank, and manages to be motherly and sexy at the same time. I was beeped. Aw, oh, first day, Bambi? Carla will take care of you. Don't look at me when we're moving somewhere. JD walks into some equipment and falls out of frame. Hops up, follows Carla into the room. Interior patient's room continuous. We're waiting for Dr. Cox. Dr. Phil Cox enters. He is an attending physician in his late 30s and a steamroller of a man. Hi, doctor. I'm... Place an IV for me. We'll talk later. Carla, a personal question. Do you spray your perfume on or do you keep a tub full of the crap and just slosh around in it? I smell nice. JD is struggling with the IV. Come on, you've done this. Uh, to cadavers before. So this guy's alive. Just poke it through his skin. Poke it through now. J.D. makes a move, but can't do it. Dr. Cox notices. Time's up. Do that for him, please. I'm also going to need to get an ABG. Why are you telling her? Shut up and watch. Oh, I'll be nice to Bambi. This gomer has got to stop trying to die while I'm eating lunch. That's a little insensitive. Dr. Cox looks up. Mistake. <clears throat> This man is 92 and has full dementia. He doesn't even know we're here. For Christ's sake, he's inches away from Carla's rack, and he hasn't even flinched. That's so sweet. What about his subconscious? Eisenhower was a sissy. Dr. Cox waits in a fighting stance for a beat. <laughs> By the grace of God, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> from now on, when I am in the room, you're not allowed to talk. As J.D. gives him the thumbs up in Dr. Cox's exit, we cut to an interior ICU main patient's room. <coughs> Dr. Kelso moves from patient to patient, conducting rounds. Now, Mr. Dorian, can you tell me what ailment... I'm going to love rounds. The constant questions, it's like being on a game show. J.D. clicks his pen as if it were a Jeopardy buzzer, then... Hang on, I brought my pen. <laughs> what is uremia? <laughs> That's my boy. Uremia may lead to uh, symmetric sensory motor polyneuropathy that Did tends it. to affect the lower limbs more than the upper limbs and is marked more astally than proximally. Whoa, sport. Stuck a quarter in you. Nice clean job with the Foley catheter. I had a nurse do it. Thank you, sir. Unfortunately, I'm still afraid to touch anybody. Elliot enters. Her hair is up, glasses are on, and she is obviously frazzled as she tries to sneak in. I've been thinking a lot about Elliot. She's an anal retentive crazy smarty pants, but in a kind of sexy way, you know? Dr. Reed, you're late. Uh, I got puked on, and seeing it was already the fifth time today, I needed to cry for a few minutes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with squirting out a few. You're off the hook if you can tell me what to look out for in a uremic patient. Elliot is silent, clueless. Anyway, I decided to go for it. Infection. I infection? That's my girl. Moving on. As they move to the next bed, Elliot and JD hang back. I knew the answer. I'm sure you did. I was just frazzled. How could you not be? You know, with the... I know. Good, but 
Thanks. If I can ever do anything for you... You can lay your hair down again. Can I wash the puke out first? If you want. We'll see. Uh, cut to interior penthouse day. JD daydreaming. He looks at the TV and sees himself and Elliot on the screen. We go into the TV. Cut to interior sitcom living room continuous. JD sits next to Elliot. They're being questioned by a six-year-old boy, and there's a laugh track. Daddy, why did you marry Mommy? Well, Tiger, I gave her an answer during rounds, and she immediately had sex with me. <laughs> now, go do your homework, and I can continue to satisfy your father sexually while never questioning his authority. As the boy exits, <laughs> Elliot straddles JD and starts kissing him. Dr. Cox enters the fantasy and medical scrubs, pushing an old woman in a wheelchair. What the hell are you doing? Cut to interior penthouse. Back to reality, JD turns to see Dr. Cox pushing an older woman in a wheelchair. He pushes her to the side. Did you actually just page me to ask how much Tylenol to give Miss Lesnar? Uh, I was worried it, would, it could exacerbate the patients. It's regular strength Tylenol. Have her open her mouth, throw a handful at her, and whatever lands in there is the correct dosage. But... <laughs> and by no means are you to compromise our no-talking agreement. Dr. Cox sits and works on a chart. Dr. Cox, if you could give me any advice... Try not to kill anyone. Uh-huh. Dr. Kelso tells us all to stay positive. Look, I'm going to be careful because I don't want to, uh, to overstate this. Uh, Dr. Kelso is the most evil human being on the face of the earth and might actually be the devil himself. Super. It's just that this isn't what I expected. Labs and tests and, tar and charts. It's all scut work. Plus, most of my patients are older and kind of checked out mentally. Pumpkin, that's modern medicine. Bureaucracy nightmares, paperwork out the ass, the advances that keep people alive who should have died years ago, back when they lost what <clears throat> made them people. Your job is to stay sane enough so that when someone comes in that you actually can help, you're not too brain dead to function. What? Uh, do you think we should talk about this in front of... Her? She's dead. Write this down, newbie. You push around a stiff, nobody asks you to do anything. <laughs> Thanks, you've been like a father to me. Fine, you want some real advice? They find out that you're making nurses do all your procedures. They'll throw you out on your ass so quick it'll make you dizzy. And there it is. Have a terrific day. Dr. Cox exits and JD stares into the old woman's lifeless face. Then... Stop staring at me. <laughs> Cut to into your ICU nurse's station. Carla hands JD one chart after another. Okay, Bambi. Here's Miss Linzer's talk screen and Mr. Harbord's blood work. I couldn't help wondering if Turk is having the same experience as I am. I'm such a stud. Probably not. This morning I had my hands inside a guy's chest, all the way inside. I couldn't even see him. I shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> and you weren't scared? What's there to be scared of? You know what the attending said. One day or one way or another, everyone stops bleeding. That's deep, man. No, it's not. It's a little deep. Kyla rolls her eyes. Turk watches her exit. So, hey, we never finished before. I have to tell you about our apartment. Another surgical intern, Todd Quinlan, crosses by, high-fives Turk. T-Man! JD, Todd. Hey, how are you do? <laughs> JD raises his hand in a slight wave, and Todd high-fives the hell out of it. JD reacts in pain. Yeah, can I talk to you? They talk, at, they talk as JD stands against the wall. And like that, I was back in high school. You see, surgical interns, they're all slice them and dice them. They're the jocks. Medical interns, we're trained to think about the body, diagnose, test, keep everything on a little note card. The medical interns, well... You got a stain. When JD looks down, Todd drags his finger up to JD's face. Made you look. <laughs> we're the chess club. As Turk waves and he and Todd quickly head off. Cut to interior ER admissions, morning day three. JD stands next to a janitor who works on a sliding glass door. After an awkward beat... I'm waiting for someone. Door's broke. Every fifth time or so, it don't open. Maybe there's a penny stuck in there. Why a penny? I don't know. Did you stick a penny in there? I, I was just making small talk. If I find a penny, I'm taking you down. Elliot enters talking. They 
walked around. Oh my god, being on call sucks. You're all alone, all night. It's terrifying, you know? The janitor wants to kill me. Anyway, about 11 hours into being on call last night, my 20th admission was this young girl who was throwing up blood, and I actually wished it was me. You know, I bet he's killed before. Seriously, I'm, I'd be glad that to be sick and lie in bed, watch TV, get to eat hospital pudding, right? Right? Yeah, 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 blood for pudding. You know, we're both off Monday night, so maybe, you know, if you're not busy, I don't know, maybe we could... I like Italian food. The movie we're seeing starts at 9, so we'll eat at 7.30, and please don't wear those shoes. Elliot exits into the stairwell. Cut to interior ICU main patient's room moments later. JD and Elliot enter. JD looks at her. See? She just gets me. Welcome to rounds, kids. Patient number one. Bottom line, Elliot is the girl of my dreams. The necrosis and infected stool most likely indicate what, Dr. Dorian? Cut to exterior street and night. JD and his scrub stands in the middle of a road with antlers on his head, frozen in headlights. Cut back to the ICU. Panicked, JD looks at Elliot. I don't know. Sir? I have no idea. Well, I'm very disappointed in you, son. Dr. Reed, can you help him out? I'd say it's superior mesentric insufficiency. That's my girl. Patient number two. Elliot makes no eye contact and moves on. Cut to exterior street, night. JD with antlers gets run over by a truck. Cut back to four-bed uh, four patient's room. That's weird. A patient, Miss Pratt, reads the newspaper and listens to a Walkman in bed. The only way to bounce back is to stay positive. Miss Pratt, I'm here to remove some of that fluid that's in your belly. Relieve a little bit of that tightness. Shut up and do it. Fantastic. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm just gonna need you to roll over for a second. Miss <laughs> Pratt begrudgingly does so. As soon as she's turned, JD pulls out his intern manual and starts reading. Nice. JD turns to see Turk. Signals him to be quiet. He finishes looking up the procedure and then hides the book. You can roll back, ma'am. Now this will just take a second. She goes back to her paper. And JD starts to put the needle in her stomach, hesitates, afraid. Come on, not in front of Turk. Just jam the razor-sharp needle into her gut. Then chicken it out to Turk. I think this needle is too big. I'm going to get a nurse. Learn by doing, ma'am. Learn by doing. Turk takes the needle and pushes it into her stomach. I hated him at that moment for being able to do that, for being happy. Turk removes the needle. A stream of fluid, though, squirts out of her belly like a water balloon with a pinprick as JD presses gauze on the spot. Maybe it was too big of a needle. <laughs> you think? How do I seal this up? You want my gum? What's going on down there? <laughs> this is totally normal, ma'am. Just have to put some pressure on it. She goes back to reading. So are you going to move your stuff in tonight? That's why I came. I just feel like we've done we've done that already, you know? It might be good for us to branch out a little bit. What do you think? Tell him you miss him. Tell him you need him to look into your eyes and say that everything's going to be fine, just like <laughs> he did when the cop pulled you over. Tell him. Y yeah, I feel the same way. Turk nods and exits. JD takes a peek under the gauze. It squirts out again. He sighs. Cut to interior elevator moments later. J.D. and Mr. Bursky, mid-60s talk. I just have bad gas. What are you testing me for? We need to know if your gas could be harmful to others. <laughs> As the other passengers react, they exit. Cut to interior basement hallway continuous. Look, Mr. Bursky, I heard a systolic murmur in your heart, which is most likely nothing, but if you don't let me check it, I'm going to worry about you all day. Seriously? Yeah, it would drive me crazy. Then I'll do it for you. So what's it like to be a young, hotshot doctor? Did you ever go see a movie that everyone told you was great? Then because of all those expectations, you ended up totally disappointed? Movies nowadays have too many special effects. Yeah, that was pretty much my point. <laughs> Kid, you want to know my philosophy of life, it might help. Lay it on me, Mr. Bursky. The hell with everything. I like that. JD's beeper goes off. He hands the wheelchair to an orderly and sprints purposefully down the hall. My first code. See, here's how it works. Someone's heart fails. They beep everyone. The first doctor in has to run the room, tell everyone what to do. Basically decides if the patient lives or dies. 
What am I, crazy? JD ducks into a closet, hiding. Cut to interior closet, continuous. He closes the door behind him and turns to see Elliot. You chicken. Me? Look at you. Cut to interior surgery main patient room, continuous. Turk and Todd are with the patient firing up the defibrillator. Don't worry about the patient. Turk was already there learning by doing. Fire up the juice, baby! Clear? Plus, it turns out the guy was just slightly anesthetized, attached to a faulty monitor. Turk shocks the patient who sits up screaming. Everyone freaks out. Cut to interior closet, continuous. I thought, I don't know, maybe we cared about each other? Oh, please. If you didn't want to sleep with me, you would have done the same thing. I don't want to sleep with you. Uh-huh. And Turk's getting married? Yes, he is. Eventually. I'll tell you one thing. There's nothing in the world that would make me sleep with you now. Do me right here. Okay. See? <laughs> Damn! As JD reacts frustrated, the door opens. It's Dr. Cox. Page 21. Right. <laughs> Hand me a trash kit, please. <laughs> JD does so, and Dr. Cox closes the door. Great. Our date is totally canceled. As Elliot reacts, cut to interior on-call foyer. JD sits on the floor and leans against the door, uh, door of the on-call room. Ah, I can't read it. A tiny room with a makeshift bed. <laughs> I was sitting on the floor for two reasons. One, I tried to lock Elliot in the supply closet and she kicked me. Hard. And two, the on-call room was locked. Come on, I've got like ten minutes to sleep. Cut to interior on-call room continuous. Carla and Turk are kissing. Tell me if I'm going too fast. Lose the clothes. Turk considers this for a beat and then undresses frantically. Cut to interior hallway continuous. I heard that Turk was going to move in with Todd. I'm surprised that high-fiving freak isn't in there with him. <laughs> Interior on-call room continuous. In JD's fantasy, we see Turk and Carla tenderly making love under the covers as a fully-dressed Todd cheers Turk on, giving him high-fives. Oh, look at you, T-Man! You're on fire! <laughs> <laughs> Get to Interior hallway continuous. Back to reality as JD chuckles and leans back. Interior on-call room continuous. Turk is undressed and Carla checks him out. Nice. Your turn. Nah, I gotta get back, but very nice. I'm off Friday. You feel like making me dinner? ¿Qué me estás haciendo? Or I could take you out. Your call. Data surgeon with the God complex and the married to the work? Mm. Carla chuckles, opens the door, and ruffles JD's hair. Hey, Bambi. Turk and JD watch her exit, and then... You coming in? Thought I might wait for you to not be naked. <laughs> <laughs> As Turk nods in agreement and closes the door, we cut to interior ICU nurse's station later. Carla's there, and orderly pushes Mr. Bursky down the hall, and JD enters. Checks out Mr. Bursky's flowery gown. You look adorable. Ah, the hell with everything. Hey, I got your test results. You're going to be fine. One more night, and you're out of here. Mr. Bursky covers JD's hand with his. Thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. J.D. enjoys the moment and then signs the orderly's chart. Elliot enters from the other side. A male patient calls out. Nurse! Nursey! Cutie pie! I'm a doctor, okay? The white coat, the stethoscope, a doctor. Got it? Relax. I just hate it. I hate the darlings. I hate the sweethearts. You don't need to tell me how hard it is being a woman around here. Bored, Mr. Bursky sighs and wheels out of frame. Well... You're certainly furthering the cause by wearing a thong to work and hook, hooking up in the Hong call room. Excited, Mr. Bursky wheels back into frame. <laughs> Word gets around. You talk like that? Do you even know my name? I'm 34. I spend every second of my life either here or taking care of my mom. So yeah, maybe I needed a little closeness. I'm sure you never had a quickie in the club or snuck some skinny flat-butted college boy up in your sorority room. And you judge me? And my thong? I like to think it makes my ass look good. And on some days, I need to feel good about something around here. And you judge me? Well, guess what? Word does get around, miss, out for herself. So you can dump on everyone around here if you want, but you will not hurt me. You will not hurt me. As she exits hurt, they all stay frozen for a beat. Then... Look at you making new friends. 
Cut to, I think that's a commercial break. <laughs> we'll pretend that's a commercial break. What do you guys think so far? Yeah. How about you guys? How do you feel about the uh, the pit script as opposed to, have you guys seen the pilot episode of this? I yes. watched it right before we came here. Yeah, I did it's, almost it, exactly it's almost exactly the same. Yeah. There's a couple weird, subtle differences. The like, N-word. Like the N-word. <laughs> it's, it all, it's that's all downhill. That's the subtle difference I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just yeah. said the N word instead. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, so yeah, did. yeah. But you know, there's yeah, there's slight differences. They switched around the jokes, and, and and I think that it's hard to picture what's in JD's head a little bit just yeah. reading it. Mm-hmm. But when you see it, like when you see him get hit by the truck as a deer, it's funny. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, you're a fantastic JD. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> you're an okay Dr. Cox. I'm kidding. You're great. I, I, I'll tell you that I, I, I too watched the pilot um, before <laughs> before we came in tonight. And what really annoys me about this script is um, somebody forgot to highlight oh. my name in that one spot. Oh, <laughs> oh no, that was let's my not, bad. Let's not that was if my you bad. Been reading along. <laughs> that's, that's the difference between the pilot. In, in true doctor, in true, the lines weren't and this one. In true Doctor Cox style, calling Brian out, making uh, me feel I was bad. Annoyed Dang by it. That. Yeah, yeah. But you forgot to call me a girl's name. Yeah. Nancy. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. Doctor Cox is with Billy, an eight-year-old, when JD enters. I couldn't get any sleep because Turk practically got sex in the on-call room. You are aware, you are aware that I have uh, no idea who Turk is, but good for him, because Billy, sex is life-affirming. <laughs> now, how about you give me a urine sample, ca- sample, Captain? But I just did five minutes ago. Tell you what, this time put the cup on the ground and just go nuts. <laughs> Billy exits excitedly to the bathroom. Seems like a good kid. Yeah, why are you here? I'm worried about being on call tonight. You're worried about being on call tonight? No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't think I can handle it. You don't think you can handle it, do you? Stop doing that. Look, worst case scenario, you kill somebody and it hangs over your head your whole life. But that's absolute worst case scenario. (laughs) Jeez, newbie, just use the nurses for all the stuff you're still too chicken to do. Which is, I'm guessing, everything. And if there's a really tough admission... Call you? God, no. I was going to say, you can hide in the closet again. (laughs) JD exits as Dr. Cox laughs, then turns to see that Billy has re-entered. That was mean. Yeah, maybe. You forgive me, pal? I will if you talk about sex some more. Boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to interior penthouse night. JD stares at the clock. It's two minutes until eight. Dr. Kelso enters. Hey, champ. First night on call starts soon, huh? Gosh, you must be excited. Cut to interior utility room. Continuous JD on his knees puking into a sink slash closet. Back to the penthouse. You betcha. (laughs) Oh, about Mrs. Pratt. I heard that you want to put her on the hospital's transplant list. Just thought I'd recommend sticking with dialysis a while longer. Maybe we'll get lucky. No problem. Great. Have a ball on call. <laughs> Little poem for you. Then. <laughs> JD fake laughs as Dr. Kelso exits, then looks back to the clock as it hits 8 o'clock. After a beat, his beeper goes off. Cut to interior hospital entrance. The montage starts with JD timidly looking at a crowded room full of late-night admissions. Drunks, homeless, etc. Cut to an interior exam room. A doctor does a spinal tap. JD flinches at the procedure. Interior ICU main patient's room. Night. JD checking a patient's heart monitor. Notices the guy is asleep and grabs a half-eaten burger off his tray. Uh, Interior on-call room. Night. JD settles into a cot. Flicks off the light. Immediately, Carla flicks it on and beckons him. Interior four-bedroom, four-bed patient's room. Night. JD nods off while doing an abdominal... That's a word. Yeah. While doing an exam. (laughs) Nurse Roberts flicks his ear, wakes him. Cut to interior ER waiting room. JD attempts to place an IV and can't. The annoyed nurse takes over. Chaos all around him. JD rubs his temples as everyone moves at surreal speed. Interior hallway ICU late night. The bing of the elevator door opening. opening. JD gets out pushing a patient, talking sweetly to her. I'll check on you every ten minutes, okay, Mrs. Marino? I need you in Mr. Bursky's room. 
Are you flirting with me? <laughs> Interior patient's room continuous. Mr. Bursky is dead. He crashed while you were admitting in the ER. The attending thinks it was a pulmonary embolism. No way you could have caught it. Anyway, you have to pronounce him. But the test said he was fine. Could you just pronounce him so I can go home, please? I'll never forget that moment. The moonlight on his face, the stillness, the shame that all I could do think about was how hard it was for me. Time of death, 0200. The nurse exits. J.D. stands there motionless. The hell with everything. And I think that's another commercial break. Yes! What? Can't do this we, didn't <laughs> we didn't come up with any sponsors today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyone got any sponsors? Who's a sponsor by other than what's-his-name that we uh, hate, oh, yeah. apparently? Okie Show Show is brought to you by... Well, then, oh, yeah. Fuck you, sir. Yeah, there you go. Add just again. <laughs> Keep saying it. Well, he actually has, <laughs> yeah, he, has yeah. a, he has a joke about how people. That's like his them. opener, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, so have you seen him? No, no. I talked to uh, I, I, to Joel Decker about. Oh, yeah. He was like, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." Yeah, he's terrible. Told me all about him. This episode is just gonna be me shitting on the guy <laughs> all night long. You know, he. This episode is also brought to you by Joel Decker, who is also awful. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Ba ba bomb. Interior cat scan room. It's late. JD is tending to a pizza delivery kit. What happened? You were delivering a pizza to the emergency room, and apparently our sliding glass door malfunctioned, and you just ran right into the glass. You're going to be fine, but you gave yourself a good concussion, so you might have a little short term memory loss, maybe some nausea. What happened? <laughs> oh, make it stop. Man, I lied before. I'm. S- I'm scared every second. JD turns to see Turk in street clothes. Really? Jeez, JD, all the blood. Thank God for the surgical mask, because without it, everyone wouldn't know the look on my face the whole time. <laughs> Turk opens his mouth wide in exaggerated terror. JD laughs. I think it's okay to be scared. Yeah, I really need you to tell me stuff like that once in a while. He needs me? <laughs> Anyway, I just want to check on you. Just say it. <laughs> you know, the offer still stands if you want to move in with... I already took the keys from your back. As Turk exits... What happened? <laughs> I'll tell you later. Interior hallway, early morning. JD sits on a gurney working on a chart as an orderly pushes him down the hallway. And like that, I got a second wind. JD passes the janitor who menacingly holds up a penny. J.D. hops off the gurney and enters the penthouse. Inside the penthouse, continuous Elliot removes her coat, having just arrived for work. Are you telling everyone that I screwed you over at rounds? Not everyone. Only people that work here. Oh, and my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Angry, she turns to her locker as Dr. Kelso enters. Morning. How are you holding up? Ah, there he is, my safety net. I saw you're still pushing for putting Mrs. Pratt on the transplant list. Bad news, though, Sport. She doesn't have the insurance to cover it. Yeah, but the lady's seconds away from uh, total renal failure. Uh huh. Okay. Did you ask the Bursky family for permission to do an autopsy? They're still in there with him. This is a teaching hospital, son. Gotta ask. Just tell him how you'll ask every time from now on. But you can't face those people again. He'll understand. Sir, do you think I could just skip this one? Sure, sport. See, every story needs a good guy. In fact, why don't you just head home? You look tired. I am pretty tired. (laughs) Mr. Dorian, do you not realize that you're nothing but a couple of large pairs of surgical scrubs to me? For God's sake, the reason I carry this chart around is so I can pretend to remember all your damn names. Now, if the patient has insurance, treat them. If not, show them the door. And if someone dies, you get the autopsy. You get it by rounds tomorrow, or I'll be crossing your name off my chart. Are we clear? Answer me. Teddy looks up to see Dr. Kelso suddenly red devil eyes. Crystal clear, sir. Great sport. Dr. Kelso exits, and J.D. and, El- and, JD and Elliot share a look. Then... I don't get it. If he's a jerk, then who's the good guy? 
As JD's be beeper goes off, wow, I cannot read today. <laughs> Interior ICU room, moments later, Dr. Cox pumps a young man's uh, chest as JD enters. Car accident. He was stable in the ER, went into arrest about 20 seconds ago. We need to relieve the pressure in the chest. JD, do it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Look at me. You can do this. And I believed him. Chest tube tray. Kinda. <laughs> she gives him the equipment. JD takes a deep breath and makes an incision above a rib. He then tries to put the clamp tube in through the lining of the chest. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I can't pop it through the pluria. Don't be gentle. Come on, now. With a big strain, JD pushes the clamp in all the way. Connect it, please, Carla. Normal rhythm. No way! See? Piece of cake. Your patient. <clears throat> you, you don't have to go if you don't want to. Your patient, doctor. Dr. Cox gives him an awkward pat on the back and exits. JD and Carly continue working for a few beats, then... Go ahead. JD raises his arms like he just won the Tour de France. <laughs> Cut to interior ER admissions morning. Dr. Cox is with Billy and his angry parents. Billy, apparently your parents are upset about some language they think you might have picked up here. Boobies! <laughs> Let me scare some sense into them. Let's hear it. Bajima. Attaboy. <laughs> Dr. Cox nods conspiratorially at uh, Reveal JD. So I guess that's it for now. 31 hours, 12 minutes, and I am... You finally off? JD turns to see Elliot. Almost. I have one more really annoying thing to do. If you're talking about getting the Bursky autopsy, I already called the family for, for you, and they said fine and to thank you, and I'm sorry. They didn't say the last part. I did. The worst part was knowing right then that I would never forgive her. I'm really sorry. She kisses him gently on the cheek and then walks off. I forgave her. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I can't survive on my own. Jeffrey passes, snottily saying, and saying goodnight. I'm a tool, I'm a tool. JD watches him go and then looks around and takes it all in. Even now, when I finally get to go home and go to sleep, in the back of my head I'll know that the hospital's still here, wide awake waiting for me to come back tomorrow so it can try to beat me. Bambi, get out while you still can. JD snaps out of it and turns his beeper off and then heads out. But what the hell? The most important thing is that I got through my first three days without looking like a complete idiot. Coming right towards us, JD's face is smooshed against the glass as he walks into the broken sliding glass door. JD's POV as things are blurred and hazy. Get a gurney! Damn door. If you ask me, he had it coming. Blackness. I'm the man. The end. Show. Yeah. That was awesome. So now, everybody, go check out the pilot of Scrubs. It's on Netflix if you have a Netflix subscription. But listen, this guys. This brought to you by Scrubs. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I just want to throw out there, like, you might be a little disappointed when you watch the episode because they're not as amazing as us. Yeah. Am I yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to be like, where's... And, uh, yeah. You can see what's going on. If you don't have a Netflix subscription... Spencer's email address is spencer.hicks at gmail.com and his password is fart69420. It's, it's Use it, by all means. <laughs> so that's it. Real quick, uh, let's go down the line. You guys plug yourselves online where we can find you on social media and all that jazz. Yeah, baby. Starting with you, Julie. You can find me on Facebook under Julie Drake. And you can also go check her out live doing stand-up comedy. Yes. She's really good. Uh, you can find me online at Sirius Sanchez, and uh, also don't forget to come see Sad Boys shows uh, and follow them online at Sad Boys with two A's, all one word. Oh yeah, when's the next show? The next show is in 30 minutes. Perfect. <laughs> so stick around. 30 minutes. Um, you guys can find me on Facebook as Danny Marie. You can find me on Facebook under Laron Chapman, and you can follow the production of a film I'm uh, directing in January at facebook.com slash youpeoplemovie. Yeah, yeah. Is there an actual website for the movie itself? Um, not presently, no. Is there a way that we can still donate to the Kickstarter and all that? Yes, there is. Um, you can go to indiegogo.com and just search youpeople. 
Oh, yeah. And actually, real quick, can you do a quick little logline pitch of what that movie's about? Yes. Uh, you People is a satirical comedy um, about uh, contemporary stereotypes towards minority groups. The lead character is a black male that was um, adopted by a white family. He goes his whole life kind of not um, embracing um, his race and his uh, his culture. His best friend is the opposite of him. He's a white guy that's steeped in like hip-hop culture. Um, there's a girl on campus that's really attracted to the black man. And in order to impress her, he has to consult in his white friend to help him tap into his inner blackness. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's So check out you people, and that's going to be starting production in about a month or no, a couple a, weeks. Less, less than a month, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Spencer, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Spencer Lennox. Um, come to Josh Gondelman. He's a writer for uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He'll be nice. in town next Thursday. <laughs> you can check us out at, uh, at uh, okzcomedy.com. Well, where, where can we find you, Brad? At, at OKC Comedy or at Brad Chad on Twitter. You can also find Brad at SadBoy1A on Twitter. <laughs> what have you done? I don't think that's Tonight's true. show is brought to you up, by SadBoys. Feel like, you, did you do a thing? <laughs> no, I did not do a thing. Oh. I was I just saying you're a sad human being. <laughs> That is correct. <laughs> I just looked it up. It's not Brad Chad. At Sadboy on Twitter has a protected account. And so everything you just heard was a lie. Of course he does. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and Ben, where can we find you online? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Ben Hall and uh, and around town in local theater, specifically the play Seminar by Teresa Rebeck next February at Shakespeare on the Paseo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. You can also see him in the upcoming Dead Center short film Safe. Do you do you ever yeah. do you ever do radio? You have a great voice. It, <laughs> is, it is fabulous. It can you so lean happy. in and say mornings? Mornings. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Our next live table read will literally just means. be him reading. Right. Yeah. We'll just have a whole episode of Ben just reading from the phone book. Yeah. Just yeah. random, just every word we know. Yeah. Right now it's all quotes. the Hudeberg. Uh, you can hear me on the radio with. On TV with as Santa on the Hudeberg commercial. Uh. Nice. <laughs> Can you, a good will, Santa you, voice. will you say Tonka truck? No, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, where can we find you? At home with my kids. Perfect. <laughs> And, of course, you can follow The Okie Show Show online. Uh, check it out on iTunes Podcast. Just look up The Okie Show Show. You can go to the website, prairiedogpictures.com slash blog, and then also Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you would like to follow the many merry adventures of an onset sound guy like myself. Other than that, we are good to go. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Everybody, give these fellas a round of applause again. Stop on the boat, 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 st